Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will empty. Thanks for joining us. Edwin, what's our text today? We're going to be reading from Acts chapter 4, verses 13 through 22. I will be reading from the English Standard Version, and Luke records. Now, When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may be spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them. Because of the people, for all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. He was older than you. Yes, he was. Maybe not older than me. (laughs) Maybe not older than me. And uh, listen, I'm comforted. I'm comforted because here are Peter and John, uneducated common men. There's hope for us. (laughs) They're threatened. Don't speak. Don't speak. What do they say? I, this, I, I think this is great because this is one of those times when Peter could have kind of, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get along to go along. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Fine. We won't speak in that name anymore. But then they could have just gone on and done what they wanted. But that was not the approach Peter took. Peter, Peter says, guys, you're asking us not to do this. I'm telling you right now, let me, if you let us go, let me tell you what we're going to do next. If you let us go. We're going to go speak. And in fact, guys, you tell me, you tell me, God has told us to speak. Should we listen to him or should we listen to you? So you see that conviction there with the apostles. And why not? I mean, everything is on their side. The Lord is risen. They're speaking the truth. God is with them. It's manifested in this power, healing this man who's never walked. He's over 40 years old. And everybody knows this man. You know, to review a little bit what we had read and, and discuss a few episodes ago. This fella has been laid out near the temple, right on the path up to the temple, begging every day. Everybody knows him. He, he's a fixture on the way to worship, begging alms. And now here he is, standing up with them. I mean, it's just irrefutable that the power of God is with Peter and John. And so now Peter and John are supposed to back off. Now they're supposed to be silenced. Now, I, it, it would be, I think, you know, to, to remember the, the humanity and the fear that might come along with having the authorities and government officials calling you down. But at the same time, he wasn't going to be deterred or shaken. This is what's happening in our society today. We're being told that it's okay for you to be a Christian and it's okay for you to believe in Jesus Christ, but just keep that in your churches. 
Mm, just, just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. You know what? In the privacy of your own home, be a Christian and believe and talk about it. And in the in the privacy of your own church buildings, be Christians and and believe. But but don't talk about it in the public sphere. Don't don't talk about it. Uh, at Starbucks. Don't talk about it on the job. Don't talk about it at the schools. Don't talk about it on television. Don't talk about it out where people have to hear it because, well, it's offensive. It's disturbing. We're going to call it hate speech. If you if you say that you think someone is wrong, I mean, unless, of course, what you're saying is Christianity is wrong. Now, that's still allowed to be said. But if you Christians are going to say that something over there is wrong, why, that's just hateful and awful and you need to keep quiet. I think what I learned from Peter is I just have to say, hey, you know what? If you're going to let me go, I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak. Because should I obey you or should I obey God? I'm going to choose God on this one. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Verse 20. Peter is here with complete integrity. Don't ask me to be a liar. Don't ask me to do that. And you reading that again put something into my head here, something I'm I'm recognizing. You realize Peter is not saying, he does mention God has commanded this and I have to obey God. But when he says we cannot but speak what we have seen and heard, he's not saying God gave gave a command, there's a rule, I have to follow it. He's pointing out, you want to know what I've seen and heard? I've seen and heard the resurrected Savior who is king, who is Lord, who takes sins away. And and whether God had commanded this or not, how can I not tell people about this amazing, wonderful life that comes from this resurrected Savior? Jesus will, for his apostles, the mission laid out in Acts chapter 1 is to be his witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the end of the world. What does a witness do? A witness tells what they have seen, what they have heard, what they have touched. It's their experience, first-hand experience. If I had witnessed somebody have a leg grow back, you couldn't stop me talking about it. If I had witnessed somebody diagnosed with cancer, straight up sick, and instantly healed, you couldn't stop me talking about it. I mean, look, when I see a movie or read a book that I like, you can't stop me talking oh, about yeah, it. No kidding. <laughs> you know, when I read a Bible passage in, in our office that I really like and learn something, I can't stop talking about it. I, I, you know, those are the days you shut the doors and like, hey, Edwin, leave me alone. <laughs> How much more when I have seen Jesus Christ raised from the dead, can I not help but speak about this? That's really what Peter's saying. He says, guys, this is exciting news. And you may not like it, but I can't shut up about it because it is amazing. It is wonderful. It is life-giving. And I'm going to tell as many people about it as long as I have opportunity. So if you don't want me talking about it, you better keep me in this jail because I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, so what's interesting here is uh, we are seeing the beginning of persecution against this message of the risen Lord, the the power of God working in this place. And maybe you're wondering, who's bluffing who? In verse 20, he says, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Well, is he talking big, but this is going to rattle him and he won't continue to speak. Verse 21, the authorities respond, so they further threaten them. Then they let them go, finding no way of punishing them. Uh, so we're going to, you know, Peter says, I'm going to keep preaching. They're saying, well, if you do, we're going to give you a hard time. Uh, who's bluffing? Who's bluffing? We're going to find out nobody's bluffing. Peter is being completely forthright and honest. He's going to continue preaching this word as long as he has breath. 
And the powers that be are going to make life very, very difficult uh, for the new church and for these apostles preaching the resurrection. So this is not the time to be fearful at all because nobody's kidding around about any of this. And they they get out and they're going to go back to preaching. That is exactly uh, the way they're going to respond to this. What I'm noticing as, as we're continuing to read and going back over this is how the, what we find among the apostles here is a parallel to Jesus himself. Mm. Because for a long time, mm-hmm. the Sadducees, the temple guard, right. the priests, as well as the Pharisees and the leaders among the Jews wanted to arrest Jesus, wanted to punish Jesus. But what kept pulling them up short was the fact that the people— Right, the, the crowds. people were in favor. The crowds were in favor. And so that's the thing that kept pulling them up short. Here's what we see right here. We see the apostles actually walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Of course, we know how it ended with Jesus. Crucifixion. And so this is this is kind of preparing us. When we see this, we're not being prepared to think, oh, everything is going to turn out wonderfully. This is not while in this life, happily ever after. The happily ever after is not what's going to happen here. It's what's going to happen in eternity. The happily ever after is these guys who are following in the footsteps of Jesus, who right now are being protected by the crowds, who we know turned on Jesus. We're really getting set up to know that the crowds ultimately will turn on these folks as well. It's It's not going to be getting better. And so they have to be Increasing their faith, increasing their conviction to, I'm going to be like Jesus. And trying to bring this message to these crowds. The people are not the enemies here. The people are the ones that they are trying to bring the word of God to save. The people are the ones that Jesus died for. Uh, He died for all of them. He died for these rulers also. But what we're seeing is a, a hardness of heart in perpetuating the error that took Jesus to the cross. And Peter is actually... I think that's one of the harshest things uh, about the sermons, whether you're reading in Acts 3 or Acts 4, Acts 2 for that matter as well. But Peter tells them, you killed the Christ. His blood is on you. What are you going to do with that information? Well, we see multitudes in Acts 2 broken by it. You know, yeah. They want salvation. Uh, but these leaders seem to have the hardness of heart. They're going to double down. We tried to kill Jesus. We're going to kill you. Is it irony that when Jesus was on trial, they cried out, his blood be on us and upon our hands and upon our children. And then when Peter and the apostles bring that blood on them, they get upset about it. But some... Irony or hypocrisy, I, you know, one of those. Some are disturbed to the point of repentance. Some are disturbed to the point of arresting these guys. Yeah. We, we need to be the ones disturbed to repentance. We need to be that, and we need to be the people who are bold. So let's pray about that. Our great God and Father, thank you for this time in the Word. We thank you, Father, because we are encouraged by the example of Peter and John, uh, who despite threats, uh, were unwilling to trade out their integrity, uh, to silence their voice in speaking your truth, the truth of Jesus Christ, the only message that saved men's souls. May Christians be bold to share that word with others. May we be bold to share that word with others today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us and talking about the text with us today. I do want to take just one moment before we wrap up to let you know we do want to hear from you. 
email us, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. I'll put that in the show notes. Or you can join our Facebook community. I'll put the link there in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you what you're learning from the book of Acts or, or what you're learning from whatever it is that you're reading in the Bible. We'd love to hear that. Who knows, maybe sometime down the road we can do a, a bonus episode of question and answers, responding to your questions, or just bringing out what you're learning. We'd love to hear that. So check in with us. Thanks a lot for talking about the text with us today. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.